Hey guys, welcome back to Two Brothers Gaming Podcast. This is episode 56, and I'm here with Rollin. Yeah, yeah. We're actually going to start getting to a role of uh, uploading more again, since, you know, all the holidays have passed that are, like, really important, like Thanksgiving and all that. So, right. two, two a week constantly. Is the goal. Now, so. Yeah, this is the goal for... No. Hopefully, Hopefully we can stay consistent, consistent with it. like that. Yeah. But you can go ahead and get into it. All right. The Last of Us Part 2 Remaster Rating. I don't have the actual numbers, but I do have a little thing here. So it says Last of Us Part 2 Remaster has already jumped to the top of Metacritic's as 2024's best rated game, and it's not even out yet. That's crazy. Yeah, it says, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since, you know, it's already the top game for Metacritic as of this year. Right. Since, Which it is only the 19th of the year, but still I mean, pretty yeah, good. It's still, that is pretty good. It is. It's, it says here, when you think about it, the second Last of Us game is a bit like Marmot. You either love it or you hate it. This is in our review of the remastered PlayStation exclusive. We gave it endless amounts of praise, even going as far as to say there's nothing bad about it whatsoever. Wow. So this is what, I don't know what your ratings are, but, not, but right. they're saying it's probably close to an 8, to, I would say like an 8, 9, or 10, like around that mark. Okay. So 8 to 10, probably. Okay. Yeah, so uh, on Metacritic, it, this is, it's still, you know, the ratings are still going up. So when I first checked it, it was a 90, and then I checked yeah. it again, it's now sitting at a 91 with yeah. 76 positive, three mixed, and one negative. So, oh, so one person said, we don't like this game at all. Yeah, you're so. always going to have people like that, though. You know, you have people yeah. like that with Tears of the Kingdom, like, you know, just to try to drop Spider-Man, the score or whatever. Like Spider-Man 2, yeah, too. Like, exactly. Yeah. Even like, if there's nothing wrong with the game, you'll still have people do stuff like that. But anyway, it's in a 91, which is pretty impressive. Like you said, the highest rated yeah. game so far this year. And, um, yes, I mean, not really much more to say on that 91 on yeah. Metacritic. So. Pick That's it up. good. All right, uh, so we have new details for Tomb Raider 1, 2, and 3 remaster. Okay, so what I got here. Aspire shared a ton of new information regarding the Tomb Raider 1, 2, and 3 remastered collection. Like 1 through 3, not 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> That's what it says here. <clears throat> it says mostly about how the original gameplay and art has been revamped for the collection's release on February 14th, so Valentine's Day. Yeah. Mm, nice. <laughs> uh, it says here, remastered, the remastered Tomb Raider games will be available to purchase for PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC, so it's going to be on Switch. So, yeah, we'll see how it runs. Yeah, it might not run the best. Who knows? Unless they bring it cloud gaming. Yeah, it says here... Tomb Raider 1-3 Remastered was first announced in September at the Nintendo Direct event. During this announcement, it was revealed that Aspire was developing the collection. Aspire specializes in porting games 
and has decades of experience doing so and has even handled Tomb Raider 2's Mac OS port. Back in 1998, the collection's initial review included a short gameplay trailer that gave fans a small glimpse into what the remastered games would look like, but details otherwise remained hard to come by until now. Aspire focused on two categories of gameplay and art to showcase the improvements coming to Tomb Raiders 1 through 3. Remastered Collection. On the gameplay side of things, the remastered games will introduce modern and classic control options, boss health bars, 3D item spite replacements, over 200 achievements. Wow. 200 achievements. That's crazy. Yeah. A photo mode, and a few more surprises, it says. On the art side of things, the remastered titles were <clears throat> introduced real-time lighting effects, new models, modernized environments, and a graphic huggle to switch between modern and classic presentations. So if you want modern graphics, or you can have the classic, like from like the original tomatoes, and whether or not. Okay. Also got here to employment, the collection's art updates. Aspire collaborated with Crystal Dynamics, the studio that developers that develops modern Tomb Raider titles. In addition to the gameplay and art categories, Aspire also outlined its engineering goals and focused on maintaining the original game's look and feel while tasteful updating them to satisfy today's gamers. So they're making it feel like feel and look like the older games, but making it so more modernized. Today, yeah, more modernized. So gamers today won't have a problem with the graphics and whatnot. Also, it's also also got one more thing here. Okay. As far as farther explained that Tomb Raiders one through three remastered collection will keep War Cross iconic original design so like the green right. shirt and whatnot the studio's newest update is the prom- promising news for the tomb raiders fanatics who will get to replay the legendary titles of the mo- with a modern polish while still experiencing how the original games were meant to be played it seems to it seems that the remastered titles will cover many of the bosses Tomb Raider fans hoped they would with modernized movement and better lighting being some of the more requested features. However, other requested improvements like a weapon wheel and more forgiving enemies have not been confirmed yet. But I feel like that will probably add that if one not maybe. So Yeah, probably. I'll see. Why not? So that's a lot of stuff, you know, with the art and the gameplay and whatnot and stuff like that. There's just a whole bunch of crap. Right, yeah. Very, it's really interesting, though. I mean, they're good games. Really good yeah, games. they really are. But uh, just to recap everything, like Rowland said, <clears throat> it's going to come to PlayStation Xbox, Switch, and PC on the 14th mm-hmm. of February, like Ground Zero, Valentine's Day. So, about yeah. for your Valentine. Yeah, if you know. 
Yeah, I mean, if they're into that, time, just like get them Tomb Raider. There you go. I mean, I'd appreciate <laughs> that, you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then um, it says that it will have enhanced environments, animations, textures, yeah. and VFX, like Ron said. So, what's lighting effects do, and new models yeah, for Laura and everything? They're going to have like a modern look, but the gameplay is going to be the same as the older games. Like yeah. the movement and whatnot's going to be the same as the old games, but they're going to have more modern graphics. So, right. so pretty good. And uh, of course, we'll let you guys know the ratings and everything whenever that comes out. But like always, hope, like, yeah, like always. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's pretty good though. I'm kind of wanting to try it out myself. Yeah, because you know I like the Tomb Raider games. You know? Yeah, they're pretty good. Some most of them are pretty good games. Yeah, not all of them. The newer, most of them. The newer ones are good. They're also. pretty. Yeah, they're decent. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Ubisoft supports an all digital future. Mm-mm. I disagree with that. Yeah, all me digital. too. We were talking about uh, how game. You know, last episode, mm-hmm. the one we just recorded for this. Uh, that you know they were sh- shutting down like the uh digital, I mean not the digital, the physical copy the trade-ins stuff. Yeah, the trade-ins and stuff. So they're going like full out digital and stuff also. With that, <clears throat> so what I got here is just like with music and television, the gaming industry has slowly been shifting towards all digital future. For me, it's a sad time, you know. It is. I love I having the physical copies. I like That's collecting and everything. Just, yeah, just like see, collect, seeing like it, being able to see it. And if they decide for some reason in the future to discontinue that game, you can still it, play your physical cartridge or your actually, physical disc. Like it, it says something about that on what I have. Okay. So what I got here, as I said, just like with music and television, the game industry has slowly been shifting towards an all-digital future for some time now. Despite pushback from certain communities with concerns surrounding the preservation and ownership, unfortunately, it seems like the biggest publishers out there aren't concerned about the latter. As a Ubisoft executive recently stated that gamers need to get used to the feeling of not owning their games how do you feel about that quote right there that we need to get used to not owning our games that's a bunch of bull crap because you know it's our games you know we buy buying them we should own them right that's exactly. that's the yeah. entire point of buying Nine. them so we can play them and own them. That is that's stupid. That is well, maybe Ubisoft should teams. get used to players not buying their stuff anymore because they make sucky games now. Yeah, the only good game like they have that like people play a whole lot is like Rainbow Six Siege. That's well, like I mean, game. and like Assassin's Creed. No, I mean, they haven't yeah, had a good one Assassin's for a while. Creed. Exactly. That's why. That's why I said like modern. Yeah. So, I mean, Ubisoft just needs to get used to not getting any money because we're not going to buy their games. At least I'm not because they don't make good ones anymore. Yeah, they really don't. And when they do make them, they're so full of microtransactions, nobody wants to play them because they just want your money. Yeah. So them saying that, that we need to get used to the feeling of not owning their games, no, that's bullcrap because I'm paying for it. I'm going to own it. Yeah, exactly. 
what I got here also. <clears throat> it says, this statement was made by Ubisoft's director of subscriptions, Philip Treblay, who recently spoke to gamesindustries.biz about the digital future of Ubisoft the digital future and Ubisoft Plus. Specifically, Trebly states that people eventually got comfortable without owning their CD or DVD collections. And he says it's going to be a similar shift in attitude and it needs to happen in gamers. Mm-mm. But movies are 10 times like movies and CDs and stuff are different. Renting, like renting movies is different than renting games. And exactly. your music, it's different because you can make a subscription like on Apple Music, but you There's also still have that like option that. to buy the album if you want on Apple Music, and then you own it. Exactly. You can do, you can do that with like Spotify, too. Right. Other music platforms. Like music, that's fine. You and know, I, movies and stuff, that's fine. But games, like video games in general, like how do you sound like uh, if they want to delete the game? Right, if they discontinue that game, you no longer have access to that game. If yeah. they shut down oh, the servers or whatever, with, like uh, it, you're just gone. You wasted your money. Exactly. But with you know, physical discs, copies, physical you can just copies. pop that disc in, put put that cartridge it. in, and then there you go. You can play it. Exactly. Maybe it's offline, done. but you can still play it. Yeah, still you you know play it and everything. And the subscription to like. Like Game Pass, I understand that. Like, you don't own those games, but it's yeah. still an option. You don't have to do that to play those games. You can still buy those games. And yeah. when you have Game Pass, you get those games if you want to buy them. You get those at a discount. Yeah, you do. You can still buy all of those games on Game Pass. They're not locked on that subscription. So, what Ubisoft's wanting to do is <clears throat> not even really put it in a subscription, just every single game. You're basically borrowing their game even though you're paying full price yeah. for it even though you're paying $70 for it you're borrowing, borrowing it for a limited said, time it may be 10 years it. or longer but you're still limited time yeah because he said feeling of not owning the game yeah screw you Philip Trembley <laughs> yeah. also that guy here he goes to, to explain that not owning a game doesn't mean you're going to lose all your progress oh and I that mean, you're still, and that you're still going to keep the time you invested in what you've built, even though you don't have a physical copy to stick to your shelf. Tremblay also says that he understands the gamer's perspective and it comes to owning games, but he claims that the services like Ubisoft Plus will allow them to access their games when you feel like it. All right, so he said that it doesn't mean you'll lose your progress or anything. Yeah. What about, uh, so tell that to Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah. They shut it down. All that and, money and all those skins and everything you bought on that game, you can't access anymore because they shut yeah. it down. Say, it's Warzone like 2.0 Fortnite, now. Say like Fortnite. It shuts yeah, down. It shuts down. You all lose all your V-Bucks, all your skins, everything you've ever exactly, bought is exactly. gone. And you can't do exactly. anything about it. You can never play Fortnite again because you, there's not a physical copy money. of it. You won't get your money back either. No. Well, that's gone. And exactly. what Call of Duty should have done is transfer everything from Warzone to Warzone 2, but they knew that they would make more money if they didn't do that. So people would buy so stuff again. What they did was they shut down Warzone, made Warzone 2, and now Warzone 3 
is a thing. Uh, yeah. Awesome. And Warzone 2 has it's been out less than a year. Exactly. And they already produced Warzone 3. Like, I have one more thing here. Okay. <clears throat> You know, this guy. I'm he's making me mad he, right now. I know exactly. He's making me mad, and he's like, I'm just reading what this he's saying. This is the first time I've ever heard his name. Screw him. Yeah, screw Trembley. <laughs> it says Trembley's view on physical games isn't that shocking, considering he's a director of subscriptions. Screw you. <laughs> it says, but he doesn't leave out some concerns shared by many when it comes to subscription services. For starters, games actually do come and go on these services right now, with the most recent example being Grand Theft Auto V leaving Xbox Game Pass. Right. That's what we were saying, but, like, the Game Pass and stuff. Right, games but you, while it was in Game Pass, you had an option to buy it at a discount. Like, you can still buy it on the Xbox store. Like, you can still, so if, if you played yeah, it on Game Pass, they, just because it's off Game Pass doesn't mean you lose your progress. You can still buy it and pick up right where you left off. That's not an issue. The issue is if, say, GTA 5 just everything. fully deleted off yeah. the game, you can't buy it anymore. Therefore, you lose like, everything. Now, if you still have like the disc version on the Xbox One or the 360, you can still play the GTA yep. 5. No issue. Yeah, you know you can still play GTA. But if like, they no longer know. make physical games, there's no way to do that. You you'll lose your progress. Yeah. You won't ever be able to play that game again. Yeah, it says here, if you play games only via subscription services, you can easily lose access to certain titles on a regular basis. So. Exactly. It also says here, secondly, games are pulled from online stores for one reason or another would mean they cease to exist in all digital future. Yep, exactly. Two high-profile examples of the original, like, here's some examples, the original Alan Wake and Ubisoft's very own The Crew both were pulled due to licensing issues, while the former eventually returned to digital storefronts thanks to recent remaster the crew can no longer be bought and will poof out in existence on march 31st of this year so like that's what i mean like they can shut down games like they're shutting down the crew right you lost all and your like, access it, lost everything yeah, it said it said here like Wake, they took that do the licensing issues they can do that with any game digitally i know the biggest example that most people would know online is uh there was only a digital release of uh it was based off the movie scott P pilgrim versus the world or whatever yeah um that was a digital only game and people loved that game like they said it was really i've never played it personally but a lot of people online said it was a really good game and then all of a sudden they just licensing like, issues they took it down and yeah nobody could ever play it because it was never a physical copy and then eventually years later they brought it back but for years people could not play that game everything they have done that, progress like was thing. lost like, that's exactly. the biggest example online that i've seen is that game because if it's only digital there's and if they take it down like, there, you can't access you it can't, anymore. yeah you can't access it anymore it's like say Again, as I said, they shut down Fortnite. You lose everything. How how what happened to Warzone? You lose it's it. With multiple games. All that like, money. I mean, people spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars 
exactly. on these games. Thousand, yeah. Thousand, and even. just what you know, that's I mean, wasted because yeah. eventually you're not going to have access to that anymore. Because, exactly. I mean, no game really, I mean, lasts forever. Right. Eventually they're going to move on. The server, I mean, yeah, they can update the servers, but eventually if they don't, like the servers are going to get old. They're going to yeah. shut them down and just maybe make a sequel and just forget about it. Like, yeah. That's. But I just hate to see fun. all these, hate to see oh, physical man. games go I, away. Because, you know, you can't access any. Just like lost progress, say if online, like everything like that. It, it sucks because yeah, it really that's does. how it's Often, going. That's where it's going. Like we we've kind of talked about this several times before, but it just keeps coming up, keeps coming up. Yeah, and that really just does. shows how close we are to games not yeah, f- exactly being physical yeah. anymore. Because yeah, they want to get rid of it because it costs them money to make physical games. If it they just made digital only. It wouldn't cost them any money. They could just put it on their storefront and buy it there. That's fine. Yeah. yeah but it costs them money but to make, to make the, the physical games, the physical yeah. disc, physical cartridges, the chips and everything. It costs them money and they want to do away with that as soon as possible. Yeah. So it, maybe it starting next gen, maybe there won't be any more disc yeah, the, slots. On we, a, were talking about, we were talking about like the uh, like the PS6 and the next Xbox. Yeah, the maybe PS- there won't be any disc drives at yeah. all. There won't be an option. Like at the beginning like of the the this generation, the there's a digital for both and then there's a physical for both. But yeah. maybe next gen we won't get that option. And it's already kind of reported that the Switch 2 will have a cartridge slot, which I'm sure they probably will. Yeah. But it's I not mean, guaranteed. Because Nintendo hasn't like even Switch, released Nintendo, it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Nintendo, they're going to keep the physical copies and stuff. Nintendo. That's, yeah, that's Nintendo. Yeah. But uh, Sony and Microsoft, they're they're probably going to cut full hides with physical games. I would say. In general. In the next, I'd say the next three years or so, physical copies will no longer exist. We are very pleased to announce our super new sponsor, Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Your goal is to power up your favorite characters, to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, beat other players in PvP modes such as Alliance, War, and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly, and the meta is always evolving. Along with campaigns, blitz, and arena, there's also Alliance War, a massive weekly alliance battle, raids, and cosmic crucible, where you go head-to-head against other players in a tournament. Marvel Strike Force are enjoying their six-year anniversary. You know what that means. Free stuff for signing up via a unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events, and bonuses if you complete each event you receive special rewards and skins make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event this will be marvel strike forces most generous event to date so don't miss out we have received a unique promo code for every new user please follow our link in the description and use promo code maxpool once again thank you so much to marvel strike force for sponsoring today's episode it sucks which sucks it really does suck 
But that's, I mean, that's how game, that's where game is going, though. His topic makes you mad. Man. It does. Yeah, <laughs> it's aggravating. Yeah. Yeah, it, because, you know, I love physical copies about the games and everything. You know, yeah. all the memories, you look at the... Right. That's the, that's a big thing, too, is the memories. Like, you look you know, at it and not? you keep it for years, and then you... I mean, you can look exactly. back on it and remember who you played it with and what, you know, just everything. I cherish, cherish those, like, nostalgic memories and stuff with you, you know? Right, right. And that, that I mean... Like, I look at my copy of Wind Waker. I remember playing it with Carter when we were yeah, little. Yeah. My, I mean, I remember my granddad playing it. He's the one that got me into Zelda, really. It was my granddad. He loves Zelda. So, you know, I just remember all that. And then uh, like, copy of Smash Bros. Melee, I remember me, Carter, Colin, all playing together. Uh, Colby, even when he was little. Um, yeah. Just Super Mario Sunshine, you know, different ones. Just like all those games, like you get that, like you just look, you see the case. And I have all my childhood copies, so I just remember everything that that copy's been through, like who all's played it in my family. And it just brings back so many good memories. And I mean, you have a digital copy that you don't really. Yeah, you just won't be the same. Yeah, it's like if you hold like or you see you hold it like like you're going through your collection one day, you just want to get it out and look at it. And then like that memory just pops up in your head, yeah. And then like, just like a fit digital copy, you just look at the game. Like the oh. the closest thing we can get to that with digital gaming is if we print off every single receipt, you know, and put it in a drawer or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. That's like, not the same. Oh, I, rem- I remember like, oh, I remember when this came out. You know, like yeah, it's it's not the same. Because, it's you not. Know, you hold it. You're holding that case or cartridge or whatnot, and just like everything just pops up like back it does you just remember everything yeah. some of like consoles and stuff how like exactly that you remember everything like you know like right that's why i'm gonna keep that's why i'm keeping my console right people trade them in and sell them stuff i don't like that i, I do yeah i like remembering like that game that black gamecube right there that's my childhood gamecube like i will never get rid of that i will exactly. never mod that console I wanted to keep it original like it was when I was little. Uh, like the orange one there, I bought, and you know, I've modded it, whatever. But yeah. my childhood stuff, for the most no. part, uh, I won't mod. Which I did yeah. mod my childhood PSP, but it's not a mod, a physical mod. Like it still looks yeah, stock like, and everything. Yeah, you added like different like places. Emulators and stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't mess it up. And you can like, always go back to the original if you want. Just delete the mod off there and it's back. It's not a physical mod. Exactly. So you can have it like that. But like with the GameCube, it's all physical mods. So that's why I don't want to do it with my childhood GameCube. But yeah. um, we, we could continue forever on this. But uh, we'll go ahead and move on. <laughs> uh, the Xbox developer direct results. We announced, you know, talked about it being announced last week. So yeah. we're... Uh, Talk about the results this week. Okay, then calm down a little bit after. Yeah, last being off, upset, like, you know. Yeah. Get you, get you going. Uh-huh. Yeah, but <laughs> the last topic here. until you know our opinion one. Yeah, let's see here. We officially kicked off the 2024 game announcements thanks to Xbox developer Direct Stream Microsoft. Confirmed that the showcase would feature segments of four key Xbox titles, specifically 
the review for Machine Games, Indiana Jones game. I can't wait for that. That's awesome. That sounds awesome. I know that sounds awesome. It's like Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Good movies. The movies are good. Mm -hmm. And like, just imagine a game where you're like, being chased by that boulder and you like, yeah yeah that was- imagine the feeling of that that would be awesome and it says here sen senua's sega hellblade 2 uh aura history untold and avowed yeah it says here and it delivered plus one other cheeky surprise it says let's recap everything announced that here's the direct Here's everything that was announced. Obsidian's new RPG Avowed, which sets fall of 2024 release window. That's going to be the release around fall. Uh, Avowed shows off polished combat in a new footage that looks like an improved Skyrim. Skyrim, it was a really good game. It was. it says here, complete with guns and loadouts. It's not just hack and slash. So like how Skyrim was hack and slash. Like, yeah, kind of like medieval kind of weapons. Yeah. But the, this one's going to have guns and more modern weapons. Yeah, it says here, Hellblade 2 is officially four months away. It's going to release around April, May-ish um, or something like that. Let's see. May, May 21st. Away. Yeah. Around May, yeah. It says here, Hell, Hellblade 2's brutal combat should make you feel like the heroes struggle in every day step of her journey. And it, Hellblade 2 is going to be $50 digital only. See? It says here, and about eight hours long to complete the game. See? Digital only. Yeah. So no fiscal <clears throat> copy. You gotta print off your receipt <laughs> if you want something physical. <laughs> Oh, I remember when I bought this, you know, just the memories there. Uh, Printing off off this receipt. I remember getting that. It was such a good game. Okay, moving on here. Visions of Mana reveals summer release date is the the surprise Xbox Direct appearance. Aura History Untold. It's going to also come in fall. Also, I also got here, Indiana Jones and the Great Circle is out this year. Looks like a first-person Uncharted with Wolfston combat and more Nazis. Indiana Jones and Great Circle is set between the stories of Raiders of the Lost Ark. The Last Crusade. Todd Howard says he's been sitting on everything about Indiana Jones game forever. From what Indy was going after to the arc he was going to have. It's a little thing there. Yeah. But there was quite a bit at the direct and everything. Yeah. You know, a lot of first first party titles here. Hellblade, it sounds fun. You know, and everything like that. And Indiana Jones. Those are the two games I'm looking forward for. Because, you know, I love an Indiana Jones. It's going to be like Uncharted. Right, and, like and they Raider, were good games like, on the you know the PlayStation stuff. Between. Right, it's probably going to be mixed kind of between Tomb Raider and yeah, Uncharted. exactly like Tomb Raider and Uncharted. It's kind of what yeah. I thought too because they're both like treasure type games, right? Like that. So that's going to be awesome. Like that Indiana Jones game, I can't <laughs> wait for it. 
Yeah, so uh, kind of just a recap. Uh, Avowed is launching fall 2024 on Xbox Series, PC, Cloud, and joining Game Pass on day one. Oh, uh, and the Avowed game. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Uh, Sin- Sinua's Saga Hellblade 2 launching May 21st on mm-hmm. Xbox Series, PC, Cloud, and also joining Game Pass on day one. Mm-hmm. Visions of Mana launching summer 2024 on the Xbox Series and PC. It will not be coming to Game Pass Day 1. Uh, Aura History Untold launching fall 2024 on PC only. And also joining uh-huh. PC Game Pass on Day 1. Mm-hmm. And then Indiana Jones and the Great Circle launching 2024 Xbox Series mm-hmm. and PC joining Game mm-hmm. Pass on Day 1. So, um, like Ground said, Obviously, Indiana Jones, uh, Hellblade, and Avowed, probably. I mean, even maybe Visions of Mana, too, as well. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. But But uh, I'm I'm really excited for that Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's definitely the top. That's that's the one that's like... Everybody's excited for that game. People did were upset, kind of, that uh, or kind of confused more than upset, that it's a first person. But a lot of people thought if it was third person, person it would be more of uncharted yeah instead of I get its own kind of thing I, I get what they're coming from but maybe okay so there's this parkour game called mirror's edge you've you've probably heard of it you've yeah. played it or whatnot uh it might be kind of like that where you you're first person you're in first person whatnot and you're gonna have to go over some obstacles and whatnot like that get away from like people like bad guys or whatnot yeah and you know remember the boulder yeah (laughs) i'm guessing they made a first person also to make you feel like you're actually like indian right yeah that helps to make you feel like you're like him like you know running away from crap you know finding the treasures yourself yeah right yeah you get that first person experience right so i kind of get why they did that but it would be cool if they would have had a third person, like say first person. Like an option. Person. Yeah, like you, if you want to play in third person, you can. If you want to play in first person, again, you can. Yeah. You can just pick. Like, like they should have made think... it like a button or something. like the Or just the settings or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But well, like I, said, I think it's kind of like uh, they were afraid that it would feel more like an Uncharted game or a Tomb Raider game. Than its own game yeah, if they made a third person because both of those games are third person so this yeah, way it kind of stands out yeah true so I, yeah i do get why they did that and everything yeah, i mean either way a, i'm literally looking forward to it and i think it's gonna be exactly. a good game I, I don't care if it's third person or first person yeah it doesn't really matter to me fun. like either exactly. way it's gonna be the same adventure so to say you know the indian the indian jones movies are amazing but they're really good movies yeah. and then you know a game that's yeah, that's pretty cool. Something else, something else. All right, uh, we'll move on here since we are talked about Tomb Raider. Yeah, what's your experience with the Tomb Raider series? I've played it, was one of the newer games. I haven't really played, I didn't really get to play like the original, original games ones. On, like, well, now you can get on you know, Valentine's yeah, Day, you can I, get the remaster or the first three. But I, I played uh, one of the newer ones, this was in 2020. It was really fun. Like I liked it a lot, you know, the adventure base and all that. Right. Like, the action and all stuff like that. And it, it, really it kinda fun. reminds you of uh 
like the button presses like for certain things like god of war kind of yeah. how it yeah it yeah it really does you know it, i really like my experience playing i don't remember which tomb raider it was it was one of the most recent ones there's there's a lot of them out now i know but i don't remember which one because it was on like game pass or something like that and i got it yeah but it was really fun i did have a really good experience with that i hope you know i'm gonna try out the trilogy okay that's coming out all right most likely so i might do a review on that on my channel or whatnot yeah there you go gives you guys something so, to look forward to yeah so keep a look out for that maybe i'll do it i don't know but yeah i had a really good experience with that game it was fun to say that okay yeah so um uh, i did play the first tomb raider on the playstation one um, yeah. I mean, it was pretty fun. I didn't play the second or third one, and then I later came back. I think it was Rise of the Tomb Raiders, the one, the one of the new ones that I played. And then yeah. there was another one because they were free on the Epic Game Store a couple years ago. So I picked a couple of them up. Yeah. So uh, I think it was Rise of the Tomb Raider, which was pretty good. And then there was another. I cannot remember what it's called. It's Tomb Raider or something, obviously. But uh, I enjoy the series. Like I said, not all of them's been good. But the yeah, first but, one was good, and then the most recent one, ones that I played, uh, the Rise of the Tomb Raider and the other ones, pretty good. good. Yeah. Yeah. And they got, I mean, great graphics and everything. I mean, yeah. They look real. The newer ones. Right. Mm, it, they look really realistic. They like, do. I mean, obviously the first one didn't look great because it was on the original PlayStation, no, but... Yeah, it was on the PS1, so yeah. what do you expect? Right. But now yeah. it's crazy how realistic it looks. Right. Yeah, it's... Good series. So if you guys haven't tried the Tomb Raider games, definitely pick up this trilogy on highly, February 14th. Yeah, I highly recommend, you know, picking it up, picking up that trilogy. And or, maybe I mean, trying even the newer ones, like, games. Yeah, you can the get them pretty games. cheap online. And sometimes, yeah. like I said, you can find them free on the Epic Game Store and, and also other you places. Can find, like, really good deals off. They yeah. could be, like, 10, 10, maybe 20 bucks, you know. Right. It just They're not too expensive, usually. Yeah. So if you want to go ahead and pick up the trilogy on Valentine's Day, or a little bit later, of course, you know you can get it whenever. Right, and they just released on Valentine's Day. Yeah, and then uh, if you guys want to get the newer games, some of the newer games, try it out. Try it, you know. Yeah. All right, guys, that's all the topics we have. Thanks for watching or listening. Remember, you can always watch us live on Kick and YouTube. Yeah. And then just interact with us, chat with us on Kick, and we'll, you know, talk to you while we're online. No problem. Um, you can subscribe or follow us on YouTube, Twitch, Kick, and our personal Twitch, YouTube, and Kick accounts. Oh, our inst- our pod- podcast Discord channel. Yeah, join us there. Mm-hmm. Come hang out, chat. Our Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, our merch on Redbubble and Printify. If you want custom merch, you can DM us on Discord and Instagram. Yeah. Ryan, do you have anything? Um, as Ashton said, follow our socials, you know, join our Discord. We're gonna do a movie night when we hit 30 members also. Right. So invite your friends on Discord. So yeah, invite your friends, family, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, care who it is, as long as we get 30. <laughs> yeah. Um uh follow our personal YouTube, Twitch, Kick. You know, 
follow my Instagram and whatnot. Sashin doesn't use Instagram. Not really. Uh, follow all our podcast socials, you know, link in the description. Our personal stuff's in the description also. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, that's really all I have to say. Just, you know, thanks for listening. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.